doing okay dude i'm i constantly just pouring in sweat yeah why why is your why are your hands so sweaty i'm just always clammy i'm a clammy guy i think ever since i was a little tiny boy just pouring i can't wear gloves interesting okay i mean at least you don't live anywhere too cold right uh that's so funny though that you're like it's cl- you're just clammy just um, all the time. Handshakes scare the shit out of me. I give well, a, a good firm handshake, but my hand it's like like a wet frog. I put on latex gloves. Thirty minutes, like there, it's collecting pools of sweat. Oh yeah, that's tips. disgusting. I can't imagine. Oh, I can't imagine your hands in latex gloves. That's so gross. <laughs> no, it's an absolute mess. That's uh, that's why. So, like, how old were you when you found out that you had? Hands that were clammier than the normal person's hands. Oh, it was, it was, it was, I was told to me at a young, young age. Okay. Yeah. Is this running the family? No, that's why my parents definitely pointed it out. Mm. They're like, don't touch me. Your, your hands are sopping right now. Do you have siblings? I do. Do they have the same problem? Oh, no. Only person in the family. It's 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 a recessive gene. I don't know what happened. This is good stuff. Yeah. This is a whole, this is a wholesome meeting already. Right? I feel like we're getting to get so much to know about me. How about you? What, what's wrong with you? What, do you have any medical issues? Bro, I'm pretty sure I've undiagnosed IBS. Oh, um, hell yes, dude. Talking shits daily? Oh, yo. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I have acidity issues for sure. For sure. Like, that is that's that is diagnosed. But it's like, they've never gone in there to just be like, I think you have IBS. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so my issue is just that. And I, it, part of it's like stress related. I stress out easy, mm-hmm. big time stressor. So stay away from Jenga. Uh, dude, Jenga is that's table stakes, bro. I'm talking <laughs> real life stress. Um, you know what? I'd be more stressed about playing Jenga than like losing is like being known as the guy who loses at Jenga. You don't want to like, be that guy. I'm just so hyper competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really like, yeah, my stress if with Django wouldn't come from the game itself, yeah. it would come from being competitive and not wanting to be known. Hell yeah. Uh, are, you, are you the kind of guy who like screams at like your, your nieces and nephews because like the Candyland game got too intense? I wouldn't say I've screamed, but I definitely had uh, a time where I was playing Ticket to Ride with my niece. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever played Ticket to Ride, but it's kind of like Monopoly, but with trains, like exclusively. Yeah. And she definitely did some sneaky shit, you know? And like, I was like, oh, so you like taught me how to play this game, but you conveniently left out like these little micro tweaks you're doing. Mm -hmm. And and she's like eight years old at the time. So I was, I was getting into like a heated, uh, I got pretty accusatory. Well, this eight year old, uh, pretty conniving. I must say it was because she did some sneaky shit. If she wouldn't have done it, I wouldn't have called her out on it. Mm-hmm. Got to let her know, like, people aren't just waiting uh, around. You know, the world's not going to let you just get by doing this stuff. Absolutely. We're not going to have 
uh, a nice time just because it's family Thanksgiving, you know, dude. And just because you're eight years old, we're going to cut you some slack. It's like, welcome to the real world, bitch. It's <laughs> it's now. God, life is hard and it's going to come at you fast. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's she was born in America, growing up in America. I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. I was like, you want that yeah. immigrant work ethic? I'm going to put you through the ringer. Okay. A ticket to ride. Let's take a ticket to ride of learning the hard way. Not to be so yeah. conniving. Yeah. A ticket to catch these hands. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Just a one-way ride down to knuckle sandwich town. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Just <laughs> I'm imagining, you know, when you like throw like a toddler onto a couch because they're like, love it. Like they just love being like. Do you yeah. like take a baby and you just throw them on? Just your throw, like, like so imagine much, that, but like it's no longer fun. You're just like malevolently, like, ta- <laughs> like you're like fastball pitching them. Yeah, doing the wind up softball. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like a starter at the Cal softball team. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. So you got some niece. You got what kind of advice? Do you give do you give them any kind of uh, advice, any wisdom? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I uh, I love to get like philo- philosophical with them sometimes, just to troll them. Um, more so to troll their parents. So this is these are my cousins' kids. Uh, they're now like ten and eight. So my my niece is like ten now. My nephew's eight. Something along those lines. Yeah, uh, I might I might be a year or two off. Um, they aren't, you know. That yeah, could- after uh, after they're like three and before they are like in college, it's just like a gray area. For Does a it while. even matter? You know? Yeah, like I couldn't tell you how. But um, <laughs> so they have Facebook Messenger for kids. Did you know this existed? I because no I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know this was a thing, and then I got approved by their mom to like talk to them because okay. she like signed them up for Messenger for Kids, and then like added a list of pe- approved people who can talk to them, which is hilarious um, that this exists and it's a thing. It's cool that they're looking out for safety. Yeah, absolutely, uh, that's they huge. Want, you know, Facebook is absolutely not stone. Oh, dude! Like, yeah, I mean, if it was my call, I'd be like, you should just keep them off the internet. Oh, for like sure. I understand where the world's going. Like, teach them how to code using you, pen and paper. You, have you considered grow? Uh, you know, raising them Amish. Yeah, something. At, yeah. at least the Amish have less insecurity issues. Oh, for sure. Result, they know how to churn butter. You know. Yeah. They don't, they don't know. You know. They make that fireplace. A, that wild ass fireplace. What's it called? Hold on. It's. I think um, it's called an Amish fireplace. Is it just called an Amish fireplace? I think so. Because so, how does this shit work, dude? The power of God, dude. Yeah, these things are wild. The power of it's powered by repressed urges. That's what it is. It's all the everything they did in Rumspringa, (laughs) powering their fireplace. The the fire in them that wants to watch like rated R movies. Can can we talk about how cool it is that a culture has like a community sanctioned hoe year? Like they're just like, dude, go be a hoe use a phone like yeah. make out with people get drunk then you want to back you want to drive a like, golf cart drive a golf yeah. cart get nuts yeah we're gonna treat this like a etch-a-sketch like you're done like you did it it's game over we erase it come back be amish put some curly stuff in your hair let's make yeah. some butter like that is pretty dope that they're just like do it they're like we know you have to like imagine if you could just do that with like so many of these cultures that are so repressive Mm-hmm. Right. And they're like, don't do this. We'll judge you for doing that. But they're like, you get one year. 
let it all out so it's not like a slow drip over time yeah. it's like it's like just let it all come out now yeah well they kind of experimented that you know the the purge well, it's a movie but you know they end up, it could end badly okay? i don't know how many amish people kill people on rumspringer but there yeah. has to be a couple yeah i mean luckily they won't watch this podcast episode and get like mad at you for equating Amish rum spring into the purge. Whatever See, rabbit hole you were about to go down, I'm like, yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. What are they going to do? Well, I'm not sure if you've ever seen, I think went on for like three seasons, the Amish Mafia, but uh, but they 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 break some legs. So. No, please tell me. <laughs> well, there's, there's this entire show on the Discovery Channel called mm. the Amish Mafia, and it uh, it followed these like Amish tough guys who like made people pay for their security and uh, you know, just mafia like behavior, but in the Amish community. Are, are there customers Amish as well? The customers. Yeah. They're, they're, they're in the Amish communities. They're like, Hey, if you want to build fucking barns in my town, you got to pay me the VIG. How do they, uh, how do they coordinate without a phone? They go. It's all, all through hand. It's all through notes. It's all through word of mouth. You've seen John Wick. You've seen the movie, John? Yeah. Wick? You know how homeless uh, people in that movie had like the pigeons with the notes? Yeah. Like, do, do you think that's what like the Amish mafia uses is the John Wick pigeon system? Oh, for sure. They're like think... icing it up. <laughs> they got they got yeah. clappers on top of buildings. That's oh, that's sick. Yeah. No, Amish people are cool, dude. Other than it being a cult, um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need to look up more about the Amish because they seem fascinating. It's nuts. What you can do, you can go watch Vanilla Ice help them uh, build houses. Really? That was another Discovery Channel show. What do you do, man? How are you using your time? Because I'm so curious. <laughs> I mostly look into the Amish. <laughs> you know? Like uh, <laughs> Amish and then also some Dr. Phil episodes. Yeah. I'm a fan of his. How can you not? The guy yeah. who was on Amish Mafia ended up going on to Dr. Phil. Oh, mm-hmm. really? So there okay. was a there was a crossover episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some metaverse shit. Um, <laughs> Dude, absolutely. Wait, okay. So big Discovery Channel fan. Do, do you have a day job? No day job. Day job? I, I go to school and then I make everything. I make t-shirts. I do um, social media for... Uh, the bar I do, I put on shows for in Petaluma. So okay. I, make, I make video content um, and run social media stuff. Okay. So you you go to school, you design merch, you do social media. You are so Gen Z. Like Ooh. that is the most. Dude, hell yes, bro. Did you design this shirt? This one? Yeah. Oh, no. This is a this is a Wrangler. This is, a, this is an eBay purchase. It's a cool shirt, man. Oh, dude. I got like 15 Wranglers. You really? buy them on eBay. They're all from like people who died in the nineties in like a yeah. in a bull riding accident. Right now, dead people's clothing. Yeah, you could probably flip this. Oh, dude, I for sure could, but I like it too much. I know, I get that. If you, if you took that shirt and put like an Amé Leon Dor tag on it, this oh, shirt sure. would be two hundred dollars. If I put fucking Che R- Rivera on the back, big. Did you money. just call him Che Rivera. Rivera, Che Rivera. Guevara. Guevara, very close. I read the motorcycle diaries in like 
the seventh grade. And so that's the most I know about it. Yeah. Che, we're talking about Che Garcia today. Che, che Rivera, okay, he batted 200 in the, for the Mets, <laughs> 1929. It was a we're talking about the Latino guy on all the shirts, right? <laughs> yeah, they had stickers. They made the stickers up. <laughs> I always thought he was the uh, part of the uh, Grateful Dead, but turns out he was a revolutionary in Cuba. Are you a big deadhead? I'm not. I never have been. I, I, I never okay. got into the jam band stuff. I don't. I don't know anything about them. Um, so I was curious to learn more. I didn't know if you had seen a Discovery Channel documentary on the Grateful Dead. I was. I was too busy watching Mike Rowe and still that we shouldn't go to college. <laughs> dude, dude i love this i i just want to like because i don't watch all of these documentaries i want to like use this time to learn whatever you've got oh, from these sure. docu- <laughs> like, like you're you're giving me the spark notes of every interesting and non-interesting documentary because you're like you know what this one wasn't good let me explain why yeah don't bother don't bother with gold rush they the money they spend on equipment they do not get back in gold <laughs> i I've never had a tougher time understanding other Americans than I did when I was in Louisiana. Yeah, it's it's a weird place because so you moved to this country super young, right? Six. I was six, moved to Texas. Texas, Texas. and then Cleveland? Yeah, yeah, good memory. So Cleveland and then to Queens and then Chicago. Hell yes. Yeah, so kind of all over. What do you think was the most like culture shock thing that you saw? Like once you moved here, what was like the goddamn that's nuts? Dude, there was a lot of stuff. One is like, I think moving from India to here, the portion sizes of food oh, shit. blew my mind. Like the way people eat in Texas and how large they were. And, I, and not in like a good way. Right? Yeah, not like, not in like a Nordic Viking way. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, my family's short, um, and so it was like it's not like we just went to like Scandinavia and you see all these people who are like six one, just like biking every day. Yeah, just bench pressing yeah. fucking yaks. Yeah, no, I'm talking like these people were like six to three hundred pounds. Motherfuckers built like a fridge. Yeah, just right? wearing just, twenty gallon hats. Yeah. So, like, just the size of the people and the amount of food they ate was crazy. Then from, like, move to move, I would say going from Ohio to Queens was crazy. Because I went from a suburb of Cleveland to New York City. It's like Home Alone too. But I wish. (laughs) Because he was, like, having fun around Manhattan, dude. He was enjoying himself. Yeah, I went to public school in Queens. <laughs> we had to go through metal detectors every day. Damn. And then I'd never, one, I'd never seen or been in food fights in real life. That's a thing? That's... Right. Like, I thought this was only in like a Disney Channel original movie. Yeah. Right? What is this, Animal House? Food fights all the time. God damn, dude. That's a mess. All the time. And what's crazy is like, Pretty much everyone in that school was on like a assisted lunch program. Yeah. So this is like fodder for Fox News. Like if someone <laughs> from Fox News walked in, they'd be like, you see what they're doing with your government money? Yeah. They're throwing it. They're throwing your taxes. And so like she, I, I saw a yeah. girl and a guy fight for the first time. Damn. 
I know. And this is when we're like 12, right? So guys haven't like hit their growth spurt yet, but mm-hmm. girls have, and they're fucking mad. They got they're reached, mad because like they're they're like all of a sudden they're like five eight. She had like her third period this month, and she's oh, like, what is happening? Sure. Dude, she's been and, like, carrying fucking kept... sociology books, just fucking curling backpacks constantly. All of it. And so I just watched this dude named Abdullah get the shit beat out of him. God damn, um, dude. Yes, because he just kept instigating, and he threw the first punch, by the way. I might add, so he like throws a first punch, and she just immediately pops him and God then like damn. has him pinned on the ground in like two minutes dude it was a it was like a finishing move i don't know what this girl does now but <laughs> I, I hope i yeah. hope it's hand-to-hand combat because she was gifted right i hope she's in she's wearing like suits of armor in russia and fighting people with like just swords. <laughs> yeah that's it. yeah what, what happened to uh abdullah what, what happened to him um like like did was he like did you guys look at him differently after he got the shit kicked out of him yeah, I want I want to say we didn't because but like, yo, know, this was like, oh five or oh six mm-hmm. or something. It's like we weren't back then. No kid was like girls and guys are the same. It's like no, dude, you got your ass beat by a girl. <laughs> Abdullah got his ass beat. Like there was nothing that Abdullah could have done at that point to like be like the alpha of the class for sure. I, I feel like even if like at my school, if you got your shit kicked in by anybody. Like, there was, like, a damper. They're like, damn, dude, like, why don't you watch more fucking Joe Rogan clips? Like, what's up? Yeah. You yep. know? Why Why aren't you bench pressing more? Yeah. Watch Anthony Bourdain roll around on Mac for a while. Okay? Figure it out. Dude, why is fighting so fun? Like, like I'm talking, like, MMA and stuff like that. Not, I'm not talking, like, fighting someone in school. I'm saying, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm saying, like, doing I mean, I fight as- kids in school all the time. <laughs> I'm saying it, doing it as a form of exercise. Yeah. Fighting as exercise is the best. I think it's, it's like, it's, it's primal, you know, it goes back to like roots when you're like, you're running around, you're, you're fighting fucking like boars and shit in the wild. Yeah. You know, you're putting iguanas and headlocks and shit. Like the revenant. Like you're basically saying like, we just want to be like Leo in the revenant. Dude, absolutely. People just want to be Tom Hardy and they want to yeah. just fucking be slicing open fucking elk and shit. Yeah, I, I, dude, I really like Tom Hardy. Uh, do you watch Peaky Blinders? Yeah, oh, he's amazing at Peaky Blinders. Oh my God, it's Alfie Solomon. Just, uh, yeah. uh, just uh, that's why I call J. Tommy. Uh, <laughs> it's just so good. Like, Nate, why do you sound like, like you're always out of breath, Tom yeah, Hardy? Like, I don't know where that voice comes from, or like what part of England he's supposed to be. Yeah. But it's just so wild and so fun. Yeah, he's talking like he doesn't want to talk. Right, right. Like he's speaking but trying not to. Yes. Yeah. You ever see the movie Bronson? No. What is this? Oh, that's yeah. a so- that's that's about a English prisoner um, who like the most like he killed a bunch of people. He like the best prison fighter in England history. It's a fucking wild movie. That Tom Hardy plays in. He plays him. Sick. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Yeah, no, that's a fucking crazy ass movie. That's amazing. So there was like this English guy who's just known for being like a sick fighter in the prison system. Yeah, he just would beat the shit out of everybody. (laughs) Dude, when you like learn more about like the wild shit the Brits just did back then for entertainment, because they're like dorky people. Oh, right. They drink tea. 
every everything about them is so dorky and there are times where like the british will like do or say something and i'm like how how are they in charge of half the world right like it makes no sense it makes no sense but then you read these random stories about just like how british prisoners would act and then like you know like how people in like australia like just their prison colonies would behave and you're like oh, oh. that's how yeah. cuz they just had like five guys who were absolutely crazy that's all you need. Yeah. You really only need five crazy dudes to do anything. Yeah. You, you need like five dudes who will hold down the fort and then yeah. the rest of the people just need to fall in line. Just get five dudes who are injecting like silicon into their fucking biceps and just, <laughs> just listen to Motorhead constantly. Motorhead and, and Dolly Parton and send them to a fucking uh, into any area. They'll take it over. <laughs> motorhead and dolly okay give them a seven up bottle and a pair of sunglasses and a flashlight dude and they'll take out any dictator yeah i think i think you just described part of the south dude because you're talking like because the sunglasses are like uh what's it called the gators no pit vipers pit vipers (laughs) you know what i'm talking about my the funniest thing um I saw that people were going against Pit Viper. All these people were breaking their Pit Vipers. Um, Why? And I was like, damn, because like, I got a pair of these yeah. ridiculous sunglasses. Okay. I will, can you share Pit Vipers on the screen just so people know exactly what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me, let me pull it up. I think who, whoever's listening to this is going to want to be like, what's a Pit Viper? Yeah, so there's these sunglasses and everyone like was breaking these these things i'm like fuck do i have to get rid of these these stupid sunglasses because they did something fucked up but turns out on easter they said something about how jesus fucks a bunch of pussy no (laughs) (laughs) and and all these like christian uh fucking fanatics were just pissed off and were breaking those sunglasses no way yeah that's crazy dude that's so yeah, I guess they put up some Easter post. Mm-hmm. They put up an Easter post about like like Jesus like res- getting like resurrected for for like getting that ass or something. That's incredible, dude! It's amazing. I don't know why conservatives got mad about Jesus sounding cooler, right? Isn't that good? Like you you can put Jesus on like a horse with a machine gun, and they love it. Okay, you put him next to Teddy Roosevelt with like a like a Rambo fucking knife. You know, people love it. Jesus and Teddy start fighting. He's like, I'm the man in the arena. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm the man. No, I'm the man. Dude, you, you take you take a, a right ring, right wing conservative and you put Jesus and Teddy. They don't know what to root for, who to root for. They're, they're like, yeah. we, we hope it's like the Iron Man and Captain America movie where they become friends at the end. <laughs> Civil War. That movie yeah. was way too long. Um, should we do this advice thing? Yeah, we should do I the advice re- thing. Yeah. I just realized we've just been like sh- talking shit. We've been talking shit. Okay. We're going to start this off. First piece of advice. My boyfriend and I have gotten engaged and we're getting married in a year or so. Everything about him is wonderful. And I'm excited to share my life with him. Except for this one worry. I have been an animal lover my entire life. And after living with him this past year with my two cats, I have slowly come to the realization that he absolutely loathes the idea of pets. 
besides my inability to understand this, um, and he has never had a bad past experience with an animal, it makes me question his compassion or lack thereof for all things living. Should this be a red flag worthy of reconsidering our engagement? Sincerely, Critter Lover in New England. All right, man. So if I'm going to be honest, this should be a red flag for the boyfriend. <laughs> like the fact that she posted this, because you just think cats are lame. I say this as someone who's had a kitten before in college, grew up to be a cat. He was fine. Um, I like I, I like that you he, it was it was a kitten, but it did grow up in the cat. So it wasn't it did, it did grow up to be a cat. And then when he just got annoying, uh we just gave him to one of my roommate's parents. We're like, can you guys like fucking have this thing? Um, yeah. I'm too busy and- trying to get drunk in a Home Depot. I can't handle this cat. Exactly. And it's like when he was a kitten, he was cute. He was fun. Um, mm-hmm. And then he became a jackass, which is what cats do. For sure. And even after raising it, you think you're like, oh, I'd probably love this more. But no. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't feel that connection. Not at all. I was like, dude, this thing sucks. Um, and so one, I think just like trying to bring your two cats, like it sounds like she had grown ass cats that she brought into the relationship mm-hmm. and he's been nice. Cause here's the thing. He, she didn't say how he like loathes them or like For give sure. examples. Right. Like it, she just made it sound like this dude's not as into these cats as she is. Like, like, is he talking shit to the cats? Like he's yeah. like walking to the door and like puffing his chest. Like what's up? Which is bitch? hilarious. Yeah. Pussy? Which, which would be so funny. I mean, he's just yeah. like, look, do some, do some. Yeah. Like, what's up? This is my house. Want to go in a basket, go in a lake. Okay. Get found by a Swedish kid. We could arrange that. <laughs> Great reference. Um, I, 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 yeah. Um, no. And so, it's like, dude, like, screw off. Also, like, really? You think this is a reflection of his compassion is how he treats these cats? Like, how does he treat other humans? I think I think where, where she starts to get off is, like, is it worthy of reconsidering our engagement? There's something else that she doesn't That's like what I'm saying. You're not going to call this off because he doesn't like cats? Yeah, it's probably, like, that may have something to do with it, but you probably don't like that, you know, he he loves God, or that he watches fucking the opening scene to Platoon every day. Great opening scene, though. Great opening scene, but One of Charlie Sheen's best work. <laughs> that and Hot Shots. Oh, loved Hot Shots with the rubber chicken. No. <laughs> It's Are you best. a fan of Hot Shots 1 or Part 2? <laughs> I, I, I love me a good sequel. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You're a Part 2 man. G- give me Predators with Danny Glover, you know? I think they got to figure out what the bigger issue is. There's something. I think she found a dude who likes cats and they just want to live together and like adopt a bunch of cats. Which if, if that's your thing, if you want to live in, in a high rise apartment and you want to get 72 cats do yeah. that be that person but don't 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 give this guy shit because he doesn't want to get 72 cats and live in a high rise that's what i'm saying it's not for everybody yeah okay yeah uh, i agree what do you I think agree. is the uh the worst advice that you've ever received <laughs> you know it's actually really bad advice that people give all the time 
all the time when people are like, just be yourself. <laughs> it, and that's horrible advice because the yourself for a lot of people is, is the wrong person for yeah. whatever the situation <laughs> might be. Also, they probably don't know you that well. Yeah. Like, just be yourself. You'll be fun, kooky. It's like, no, that's not how an interview works <laughs> yeah. or a first date. Like, yeah. don't, don't be, be the version of yourself that you aspire to be. Mm-hmm. And we're yeah. towards that. Whenever people are like, just be yourself. It's like, you just told this moron to just be a moron. Like, that's yeah. what you did. You're just perpetuating a bad time for everyone involved. This guy is trying to get a job at the FBI, and now he's talking about Easter eggs and Breaking Bad. Okay? Right. They don't relate. Right. Yeah. It's like they don't care. Yeah. He doesn't care, care about his, his lizard alien shape-shifting theory about, you know, how the queen is a lizard. They don't care at the FBI. Um, yeah. What's the worst advice you've ever gotten? Um, I've said it before this podcast before, but um, it's not broken. Um, uh-huh. Regarding to my bones... Yeah, yeah. They're like, it's not broken. It was. It was definitely who, broken. Who told you this? Who told it, you that? It-, it was our personal trainer, um, who like does like uh, all the medical stuff for uh, for my school when I played sports. Okay, what what were you playing? I was playing lacrosse, and yeah, uh, and I broke my collarbone. Hence the backwards hat. Hence the backwards hat. I'm I'm hence the spares and the trust fund. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hence, hence I dip uh, and I drink beers out of shoes. You know, do you dip? I don't. Di- I tried dipping it a couple times. It was only nice the first time. Every other yeah. time, other like, two other times I did it, almost vomited. Really? Did you like swallow the dip thing? Maybe. I don't know. It's just it is so messy and gross and it's just the taste. Yeah, I, mean, I probably swallowed someone's got nauseous. It was too much. I mean, tobacco is wild in general, right? Like tobacco can really mess you up. You know, I never had a cigarette. No? Do you want to try? Do you want to try? Huh? How'd you know? I, thought, you so I, th- I think they look super cool. They look they so do. goddamn cool. They look so cool. Uh, yeah. But I, this is why I like the idea of like a cigar. Like you don't, you don't inhale it. Mm-hmm. You just puff it. Uh, you, you look wealthy for that mo- brief moment in time. Yeah. Well, so this is what I do because I used to smoke um, cigarettes. I used to get like um, these really fancy ones, Nat Sherman's. Um, I've never even heard of this. Yeah, they were like long, like brown. They looked like like Clint Eastwood would be smoking them. They Got it. Cool. Okay, because at first it sounded like you were describing Virginia Slims, <laughs> <laughs> but they made me diet. I didn't have to eat. I looked very nice. Okay, but yeah. uh, I smoked those. But then I started losing my hair. I started fucking, you know. It smells bad. And so I, I, I can't smoke weed. I get too paranoid. Um, I hate myself. I look in the mirror. I say, you got weird bone structure in your cheeks. Can't smoke weed. No, you got good bone structure, man. Ah, he's trying to. Come on. Come on. Now you got me blushing. Come on. No, uh, the, the smell is so real. Uh, have you ever been to Vegas? No, I've been to Reno, which maybe Oh, worse. Jesus Christ. Okay, I want to hear your Reno story. I actually, I would love to hear about your time in Reno. Uh, Vegas, like, because you can smoke inside everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And I'm assuming it's the same thing happened to you in Reno, because I figure Nevada is just a lost cause state. <laughs> um, 
And dude, the smell in your clothes, just walking around, like I would just walk around the casino. I'm not smoking anything, but I'd come back and everything I own just smelled like burnt Marlboros. Yeah. Oh, what do you live in the, in the 1970s? What's going on here? What did you just get an an Italian restaurant from the 1960s? Come on. I would love that though. Like the, like the, like the Joe Pesci style, like, Hey, what are you doing? Like, see, yeah. I I think if you get that, like at least you had the fun vibes in a story, Mm -hmm. whereas like you get it from like a Vegas casino, which is just a sad place. (laughs) Like it it is man. Cause like, you're just watching people just gamble away so much money. Oh, for sure. You're watching someone, you know, fucking gamble away their kids, you know, fucking lunch money and just smoking through the hole in their neck. Yeah. What is that Sprite mixed in with fucking Benadryl? What's going on here? Some lean. This is Reno's version of lean. Uh, (laughs) How'd you end up in Reno? What were you there for? I went with my, uh, I went with my, I was, I was a boy. I was a little baby boy. Okay. And I, I went, I went with my dad. He wanted to show me hot August nights that the, the big car show. Oh, sick. Yeah. There's a big car show. And so he sick. took me and we looked at hot rods and they took me into the Hills and we shot guns. This is awesome. This is an all American weekend, right? Yeah. yeah. And we went, and we went to Cabela's. I got uh, yeah the fishing spot. We <laughs> went to the, the 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 like the the hunting the the outdoor store. Oh right, yeah yeah I guess everything. I got I got shorts with camo on, dude. I was of living course. the high life when I was twelve. How big was the gun that you shot? It was it was a sizable weapon. Yeah, did it did it have like the wild recoil? Like, did you just like? Hey, yeah, it was a little bit of fucking, you know, twelve gauge shotgun fucking bruise for sure. Yeah. So to circle all the way. So I stopped smoking cigs, can't do the weed. So I got these, these hemp cigarettes, no, no weed, no nicotine. And they're just like, um, just like, it's just like hemp. It's just, it does nothing for you, but the ritual is there and it looks just as cool. You know, that's, it's so dude, we're about you ready to tie everything together. Tie it. I was watching Peaky Blinders yesterday. (laughs) Hell yes. Tommy's like just ripping through cigs and I'm searching Google. Like what do they put in a cigarette? Cause there's no way an actor is just like downing cigarettes for like a take. (laughs) Uh, And it's a lot of hemp cigarettes. Mm -hmm. So you and Killian Murphy are smoking the same shit. Dude, that makes me feel so much better about me. What, like, what do they do for you? Like there's gotta be something that's not good for you. Right. Um, Probably. Um, I like it because like, especially, I don't know, because I used to smoke and then so kind of feels that urge kind of like, especially when I'm drinking. Yeah. Like I want to smoke something. And also like if people, everyone else is smoking something, but I don't want to smoke cigs. I don't want to smoke weed. It's like a good alternative. I can fit in a little more. Yeah. So kind of maybe helps with like social anxiety. Got it. Yeah. Dude, whatever it takes to like get you in that mindset. Right. Absolutely, dude. I I didn't. I thought they pretty much only had these on like movie sets. I'm gonna maybe go check this out. This seems interesting. I, if uh, are you going to punch tonight? Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll fucking I'll slide you one, dude. I'll yeah. fucking slide you one. I'll be I'll be there later because I have cheaper. Yeah. First. Um. I'll I'll come through. I'll All fucking right. I'll slide do, you do, one. Do, dude. Uh, should we tell Critter Lover? Be like, hey, uh, smoke a little hemp mm-hmm. and like chill out. Fucking cool down. 
Yeah. yeah. You know what sucks about that is like cats live forever, right? They live like they can live into their like 20s. Well, because they steal people, you know, people's breath while they're sleeping. <laughs> is that your theory? <laughs> they're like monstars. Yeah, well, it's, it's your talent. The, the, Stephen King wrote a whole book about it, dude. They, what book is this? Um, the Cat's Eye. Well, I didn't read the book. I watched the movie because um, I don't know how to read. Um, dude, your references are spectacular, though. I'll uh, tell you this. You're you're well cultured in like so many different things. Just dropping this knowledge. Dude. I'm just like, I have no idea what he's talking about. I got to step my shit up. Which is spend some time on Discovery Channel. I gotta, I gotta yeah. figure out where he's like finding out all this Stephen King shit. That's that. I I'm happy you feel that way because usually I feel like I have so many off the wall references that I'm just gonna alienate anybody that I'm talking to. <laughs> you just, you just feel extra Aspergersy. Yeah. Like just. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean? I don't know who this person is. What he was? What do you mean? Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito had a baby together in the eighties. I don't get it. If they haven't seen Twins, they're not for you. Well. Twins and have you seen Junior? They had a baby together, and then it, at the end, like the little baby comes out. It's just Arnold Schwarzenegger's face. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I love his laugh. Uh, just <laughs> you know, he's like got like a bunch of like mini horses now. Mini he horses. Just like, he's too big to ride a mini horse, dude. He he has them as like pets. So I don't know if you saw the videos he would make during COVID. It'd be like him sitting in his house, just smoking a cigar and like mini horses yeah. and walking around behind him. Damn, dude. He's, they, he's, he's were like, they, were they regular sized horses and he's just huge? No, no, they these were he's like, uh, he's a fascinating individual, dude. You have time for one more? Let's do it. Let's do it. Hell yeah, so we'll do, we'll do one more here. My stepson, Ryan, is an active senior in high school. He's a great kid and I love him. I'm proud and delighted that says, uh, that he says that he loves my home-cooked meals, which he doesn't get at his mother's house. They eat a lot of takeout or pre-made foods. And, you know, not everyone likes to cook, so I don't judge. My concern is Ryan eats his food at alarming speeds, (laughs) especially if it's something soft like lasagna or casseroles. His plate is nearly finished before anyone else has more than a couple bites of theirs. Now, I don't want to shame or embarrass him, but it seems unhealthy for his digestion and possibly even dangerous with certain foods. It is also very, very unpleasant to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Last night, Ryan inhaled an entire enchilada in two or three bites, swallowed whole. He didn't chew once. My husband will gently tell Ryan to slow down if I give him a well-timed look. Otherwise, he seems unfazed by it. Ryan frequently eats most of a serving dish of something if we don't point out that others might want seconds too. Oh my God, amazing. I hesitate to make a big deal of it uh, because he's a great kid. And my husband is a wonderful father outside of not teaching his son good eating habits. Ryan was a chubby little boy, but has become tall and lean after a huge growth spurt. I feel bad saying this, 
but I am grossed out and worried at the same time. Your guidance is appreciated. Cooking stepmom in the West. You know what's crazy about all this stuff is like most of these advice things, it's like, hey, have you just like fucking talked to the other person? Like, have, <laughs> you, have, you, thought, have you thought about just like sitting with them and like tactfully like bringing this up in a way where you're like having a conversation and not attacking yeah. each other. Like it's, but it's also just like, it sounds like he's a kid who's hungry. He's a hungry and boy. Dude. Just like wolf stuff down. Cause he's like a growing kid, but it's like, why don't you have this come from a doctor? Like as <laughs> if you feel like it's unhealthy, ask a doctor who will be able to tell you if it's mm-hmm. unhealthy. Um, because I, I I actually think it is like I think her concern is grounded in scientific reality. Probably uh, you should chew. You're probably gonna get you some hemorrhoids. I, I've had doctors tell me they're like you should eat slow, like not like super slow, but they're like it's better to eat slower. Like if you eat really fast, mm-hmm. it like messes at whatever. Oh, I had a problem. That, I, that I, health thing. I think it gave me hemorrhoids eating too fast. Really? Yeah, that's maybe a little overshare. But no, maybe this is what you tell the mom. Be like, okay. hey, stepmom, tell <laughs> your tell this yeah. tell Ryan he'll bleed out of his ass if he doesn't sleep. Yeah. He's gonna have that, he's gonna be uncomfortable sitting down forever if you yeah. don't slow down eating. That's hilarious, dude. Because like that, I think that might be the most effective advice you can give. I think if anything, like if you took any action and someone was like, "Hey, the repercussion of this might be you bleed out your asshole," like I think you could get people to stop doing most things. Oh, for sure. Hey, raise your hand before you speak in class. If you don't, your butthole is gonna bleed <laughs> everywhere. This is this is the most extreme version of that ski instructor in yeah. South Park who's like, you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, you're gonna bleed out your asshole. Don't pee in the pl- pool. Asshole blood. Asshole blood, dude. Asshole blood. Um, yeah, and you're right. Most of these things could be settled in communication and just talking. Yeah. Um, but they want they want other advice from other people. Of so they, course. And it's uncomfortable, right? It's uncomfortable to have real conversation because even she's like, uh, his father gives him like a gentle glance at times. I was like, what does that mean? Like he can read his mind. Yeah. Like this is a fucking, it's a 12 year old boy or however old yeah. he was. Like they're oblivious. Like men yeah. are oblivious now. I don't get hints all the time. Yeah. He's, he's, he's probably going through puberty. Okay. Yeah. Everything is wild. And he's just trying to shove that fucking tuna casserole down his gullet as fast as possible so he can go jerk off. Either way, send him to a doctor and have him scare tactic the fuck out of him. Yeah, exactly. Okay, maybe get Ashton Kutcher on the phone, bring him out of retirement, do a a very elaborate prank where this kid thinks that his life is in jeopardy because he eats too quickly. Oh, don't bring Ashton Kutcher out of retirement. I'm happy that he's not. Dude, I say bring back punk and bring back punk now. Bring, bring back punk, but only go after like the elderly. <laughs> like just, just well, some, like today the we're cutting the brakes off of wheelchairs. <laughs> you I think that's our resolution today. They had that show. Betty White had that show. Betty White yeah. had a show where they just they pranked elderly people, <laughs> and like they had to stop because too many of them died. Like <laughs> just, just had a stroke, and they're like, "Ah, we can't do this." Yeah, 
Well, we're just like publicly killing old people. Like we're scared. <laughs> only you can only watch like uh, uh, someone think that they shit their pants so many times before it just becomes sad. <laughs> and like again, oh, like come on, do something, do something else. Like insane. I love it. I so love it. one more person needs advice. Um, Janesh, if you could give any advice to me, Michael Nordstrom. What advice would you give me? Mike Nordstrom, just be yourself, man. (laughs) You don't know me that well, bro. No, that's I was alluding to how that's horrible advice. Um, Dude, I I don't think I'm in a position to give you advice. I don't know what what you're trying to solve in life. That's fair. I would. You're in school Mm -hmm. for what? Um, uh, Film production. Dude, I think just like whatever it is that you truly love doing, lean in, like pour yourself into that art and like whatever your craft is, right? If you're like, I'm studying economics and I really want to like do that, I'd be like, yeah, pour yourself into that. I would say the thing I've learned from seeing people older than me who are like, who I admire and who's like life, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the thing they love, they just chase it relentlessly. So if you're like a film production guy, it's like, yeah, you, you love comedy, like keep doing comedy. But it's like, yeah, if, you're, yeah. if film production is your thing, that's your shit. Spend as much time learning it and like doing everything you can around it. Because dude, like you do that, you will be so good. So Well, the reason I'm doing it, because I like um, like film production doing that. Because I like making skits. I like doing the comedy thing. I yeah. Do the podcast. And I'm like, well, what can I do? And education-wise, it can kind of help enhance my own skills that I'm already yeah. doing. You know, instead of fucking, I don't know, doing the, the history of... So you love own. comedy. You love making people laugh. Oh, for and sure. film production is just another tool to enhance being able to make your skills. So you're doing it, man. The advice is pour yourself into it. You're already doing it. Like, that's yeah, what, that's if true. anything, I need to be doing that more. I need to be taking, like, acting classes and all of that because I like being in front of the camera. Um, and... I was like, how do I enhance that? And even on stage, like, what are the, like, you watch like a Netflix, but you watch like Taylor Tomlinson's, like she's telling you a joke with her facial expressions. For sure. Before she says the line. And especially in this game, there's so many different aspects that you can always constantly be working on and adapting and getting better at. Yeah. And uh, it's never one, the one track thing. So dude, thank you so much for coming on the, on the fucking hell yeah podcast. Dude, this, this was sick. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Thank Hell you for yeah, having dude. me. Thanks for coming on. you had fun. Did you have a good time? No, I had real. a great time. Okay, because if you didn't, I want it recorded. And I, and I was like, oh, I would have been back to correct my sins. Oh, dude, if if I didn't have a good time, you'd know about it. <laughs> oh, I would have hung up. I would have hung up. I would have ended this thing. Okay, immediately. If I didn't like your, your take on, if I hated the fact that you didn't see the Amish Mafia show, I would have hung <laughs> up. Okay, I would have slandered you on the internet. I would have yeah. made at least 15 fake profiles on Instagram of your face and hate pages. Didn't didn't that happen to a Bay Area comic recently? Like uh, someone made a couple fake profiles. I won't oh, say the name, but I think it we did. Can, I, we can talk offline. I think it did. We can yeah. talk. It was pretty wild. <laughs> People out here doing wild shit in the Bay Area comedy community, dude. Everywhere, dude. Comics are damaged people. And so you give damaged people like more platforms to just do crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah. 
That much uh, of crazy shit. Speaking of social media platforms, what are yours? What do you have to plug? Do you have shows you want to throw out there? Uh, I'm a, if you're in the Bay Area, I'm a resident at Cheaper Than Therapy until the end of May. So Thursday through Sunday, I will be there. Uh, Hell yes. Like six shows a week. Uh, we have a Tuesday show if you're feeling a midweek thing at Toy <laughs> Soldier. Um, but yeah, just follow me on Instagram at Janesh Rollin, J-A-N-E-S-H-R-A-H-L-A-N. It's the same on like TikTok, whatever your preferred socials are. Those are the two, right? Those are the ones. That Those are the like, big ones. Yeah, that's where we post the clips. That's where we post the dumb shit. You know, we have a good time. That good shit. And that's what it's about. Have a good time. And you want to share good times with other people. One, have good times. Guys, this is the Hell Yeah Podcast. I'm Michael Nordstrom. Go find me on different social medias. Call in. You need advice? Call in the number uh, 415-785-4509. Call in. We'll give you advice in the next podcast. Um, I love you. Thank you for coming. Drink and drive. Josh, thank you for fucking coming on. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Can I get a hell yeah? What? What? Can I get a hell yeah? What? What? Uh. Tell you the wrong thing to do So can I get a hell yeah What, what, what